Hello, my name is Alexandra Renee, and welcome to my podcast series, How Low Can Media Bias Go? I'm creating this podcast series in an attempt to inform the general public about media bias and how to understand when journalists and media sources are employing media bias tactics. Warning, I'm going to try and keep this podcast series free from my own political opinions, but there will be different political opinions mentioned throughout this podcast series. Although there are political opinions being mentioned, they are by no means my own political opinions, and these sources are being used to provide examples to forms of different media bias. Hi, again, my name is Alexandra Renee, and with me today I have Paul Johnson. Would you like to introduce yourself? I think you just did. <laughs> I mean, like, education and background. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean all that stuff okay yeah. <laughs> well hi i'm paul johnson i am alex's dad um alex asked me to be um on her podcast uh talking about uh you know media bias and stuff so um education i have uh three degrees I have an associate's in general studies. Woo, that's tough. Uh, I have a bachelor's in computer computer information systems, and I have a uh, master's in systems engineering. I forgot you had three degrees. <laughs> I sometimes forget too, so don't feel lonely. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, so what do I do for work? Yeah. I'm, I, I work for the government, but I work in the IT sector, so, uh, you know, Lots of fun. Yeah, so much fun. <laughs> All right, so in today's episode, we are going to be discussing mudslinging and ad hominem, one of the first types of media biases we will be discussing in the series. Mudsling is when unfair or insulting things are said about someone in order to damage their reputation, and similarly, ad hominem attacks are attacks on a person's motive or character traits instead of the content of their argument or idea. Uh, this subject here can be found in advertising, political campaigns, and oftentimes it can be used against celebrities and gets intertwined with cancel culture. A lot of times this fallacy is used when a celebrity or person goes against previous words and the argument appeals more to the reader's emotions and how they will feel about the situation rather than what has logically happened. Oftentimes it ruins celebrities or companies' credibility. Um, yep. We see it all the time, don't we? Yeah. No. <laughs> Especially with uh, like Facebook ads and all that other stuff. Yep. Becoming super popular. Um, one of the first things I want to look at is the impact of direct and indirect indirect ad hominem attacks on science claims. Uh, in 2018, there were two experiments done where they took 439 college students and 199 adults to read a series of claims and had them indicate their attitudes towards those claims. Each claim was paired with either a direct attack upon the empirical basis of the science claim or an ad hominem attack on the scientists who made the claim, or both. Uh, results indicated that ad hominem attacks may have had the same degree of impact as attacks on the empirical basis of science claims, showing that allegations of conflict of interest may just be as influential as allegations of outright fraud. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's pretty, that's a lot. It, no. It's pretty wild. I mean, you would think that going against the actual scientific claim would have more impact than going against the scientist who made the claim. Um, during this experiment, they did background research to see where the link between trust and public opinion and cases of fraud and misconduct, as well as conflict of interest, played a bigger role in shaping the public's trust in scientists and the ability of scientists to influence the public. Rather than the media convert conveying stories involving scientific incompetence they talk about the fraud or misconduct committed by scientists 
Um, journalists find it beneficial to try and discredit the scientists rather than the actual theory the scientists were trying to prove. Most people don't do the further research to see what actually happened with the scientists or what claims the scientists are even trying to produce. So they just stop there and say, well, this scientist obviously did this, so that makes their claims false. Um, this is the case for so many different things, including brands, politics, economics, and celebrity reputation. A uh, more specific example that comes to mind for this is when John Schnatter, 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 yeah, Schnatter, Papa John's Pizza, <laughs> yeah, was set up by an ad company which was hired to promote Papa John's Pizza. Um, Dad, if you'd like to further explain the situation. So, what was going on here was, and unbeknownst to to John and Papa John's, um, was that, uh, well. Papa John's had hired an ad firm for $6 million to promote the Papa John's brand. Um, during this time was when the start of uh, when there was, uh, uh, when the players in the NFL had started kneeling for the national anthem. And uh, Papa John's had gone, uh, had gone and stated that, uh, Papa John's, I keep calling him Papa John's, but John Schnatter had um, gone and stated not necessarily against what the players were doing, but he stated that it was hurting. Well, digress just a little bit. Um, Papa John's had a had a deal with the NFL to promote Papa John's brand and and back and forth, and it was a pretty lucrative deal, and it seemed to be working very well throughout the throughout um, NFL and for their for their pizza sales. So. Um, then the, the, the players started kneeling, kneeling for the national anthem, and uh, John Schnatter had come out and, and said, basically, that it was hurting their bottom line and that the NFL needed to do something about it. It wasn't about what the players were trying to do or anything like that. It was all about the business, the business being that it was hurting, hurting uh, profits and the bottom line for them and that the NFL needed to do something about it. Well... They hired this ad company to to take care of them to uh, promote the both the NFL and the and Papa John's brand through that. Uh, and uh, what turned about what really happened was is that the company actually took and and set uh, John Schnatter up and started and recorded and and said um, uh, and this was unbeknownst to obviously to. To John, but uh, they went through and recorded all this stuff, and um, and the idea was to keep him on there as long as possible on the recording and to record what he was saying, so that they could take whatever he said and use it against him later on. And um, through uh, uh, by taking things out of context and stuff, they were able to do that. Well. Uh, Papa John's didn't know anything about this, and, and it, all this stuff leaked out to the press and, and the way that this ad company wanted it to happen. And because of that, Papa John, uh, John Schnatter had to, um, he, for the good of the company, stepped down from being CEO of the company so that, uh, so that to take that away from, from Papa John's. Anyways, and um, uh, here recently, it, he found out, or he got the recording of this ad company, their side, uh, it was leaked to him, and he's, he's now taking them to court over this. Um, anyways, so 
this was uh, they used they use this stuff. They slung mud at him, mud slinging at him because um, <laughs> um, uh, and they used stuff out of context to damage his reputation. And uh, anyways, especially what what's very bothersome about this is that they were getting paid to promote him mm-hmm. and it was exactly the opposite yeah. they ended up getting paid to uh to uh, destroy uh, or in an attempt to destroy john schnatter i mean mm-hmm. anyways no it's kind of interesting because this probably happens to so many other like business owners and celebrities and we just don't even realize it like their things are being taken out of context to be used against them and we just don't see the whole picture until you know, the celebrities uh, try to come out about it. Yeah, until until everything's said and done and then something leaks or something somebody says something that, that clues it all together and people have an understanding of, of what's going on and, and by that time, like you said, the damage is already done mm-hmm. and it's it's uh it's it's not a good thing. Yeah, no. Kinda reminds me of um the whole Johnny Depp situation as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I I saw something here recently that that he was mm-hmm. it was shown that it was all false. Yeah, he has she had I think like a 14-page case report against him and he had a 96-page case <laughs> report against. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is 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 sad. I know mm-hmm. that Johnny Depp in his younger days, I mean, I'm a bit older and I remember 21 Jump Street <laughs> and with him and him and a few other uh players anyways that uh uh it's it's um He's had a very long and uh, very illustrious career. And in, in his early days, he was quite the wild child and, mm-hmm. and did a lot of things uh, as far as like destroying hotel rooms and that. Yeah. But I understand he's over that. And he's more no. uh, in, in parenthood, I think, is what I understood did a lot of change for him. Now, he's a very eccentric guy. Yeah. There, there's, no, there's no doubt about that. But to the stuff that she was claiming, it seemed far-fetched to me. Yeah. I also, I mean, from what I can see, he's not afraid to admit when he's done something wrong. Like, he'll yeah. always own up yeah. to it. Yeah. So. I don't know about always, but yeah. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't you know. know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. So, ad hominem and mudslinging can be avoided for readers to look at as long as they try and find the whole picture rather than reading the one source and taking it as gospel. Um. I mean, this kind of applies to everything I'll be talking about in this series. Like, just try and find original sources. Go down the ladder. Find where they're seeing and getting all this information from. Like, don't believe everything you see on the internet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I'm a French supermodel, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, do you have any final conclusions? No, I don't know about conclusions, uh, <laughs> but no, you're, you're right. It it goes back to you gotta you gotta be able to trust your sources um, uh, that you use. Um, mm-hmm. Don't use one source. Don't don't believe everything you hear. And yep. and um, you know sometimes just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean what they've what somebody else has said about them is true because it fits your narrative mm-hmm. and and you really gotta you really gotta look at that and vice versa too just because you don't like what somebody else has said about them doesn't mean it it isn't true you know so that that something it could be said very well could be true about them so it, it's it's uh until you can 
until you can boil it down, it's, it's, um, you know, uh, those kind of attacks, uh, they do, they're very effective and that's because people buy into them so easily. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. All right. Well. Did you have fun? Yeah. No, <laughs> I think we had a lot of fun <laughs> discussing this stuff. Yeah. Um, it was very good. Well, I yeah. appreciate you, uh, um, taking the time to come by and, and grab me and say, Hey, let's do this. Yeah, I know. We should do it more often. Maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we never talk. <laughs> no, never, never, ever. Ever, All right. Well, uh, today we discussed ad hominem attacks as well as mudslinging and the ways to spot them as well as examples on why they happen and outcomes of what happens when journalists use these attacks. Um, thank you again, and I hope to see you next time where I'll be discussing unsubstantiated claims with Ali Beck. <laughs>